0: If you have this drive and this passion for something, then go for that. Go for that. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Who cares how stupid you look in the beginning? How many mistakes you make? Because failure is not a loss. Failure is just an opportunity to get better and to learn from it.
1: Welcome back to the Motives Life Podcast. Today, it is Dan and myself, Mike. And we're going to be jamming on a few different things uh, with regards to uh, being in seasons of uncertainty and and maybe feeling as if you're drifting, uh, and you're you are on a mission or you're you're working towards something, but you're just kind of like in a place of uncertainty and you're unsure as to whether or not you're making progress. And you know you may be faced with the decision of do I continue to move forward in this direction? Did I make the right choice to move in this direction? My gut's telling me to keep moving, but my brain, my family, and the outside world are telling me that I should rethink my decision. Um, And I know for Dan, one thing that with regards to Dan on this topic is uh, these are all things that he battled with coming on board with us back in February of last year. We initially uh, made contact almost exactly a year ago uh, at a weightlifting meet here in our space. And it took some months for it to come to fruition for him where we got in another conversation and you know, he was faced with, you know, I'm moving in this direction in my profession. I'm, uh, I feel like I'm progressing, but I'm unsure if I, I should keep going. You know, I had a lot of outside noise uh, coming into Dan's life, telling him, you know, you're, you know, you're approaching your 30s, man. What are you doing? Are you a personal trainer? Like, what is that for the rest of your life? And, uh, you know, I know after our conversation back in February, he trusted his gut, uh, even against people that were closest to him. Helping him just kind of be an advocate, like a devil's advocate, right? Like, are you sure? And vice versa. So, uh, Dan, welcome back.
0: What's going on?
1: Uh, I appreciate you, you allowing me to come back onto this podcast after you and Lex took over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess now we're, me and Lex are the hosts and co-hosts, or both. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, co-existing. she's she's due. Uh, yeah. She's due in the next couple of days here, so baby fan will be uh, gracing the world. God willing, and and uh, we'll get her back on here in three months. So for now, it's just you and I, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you guys did Welcome a great back. job. And uh, so, yeah, Jen, I guess, you know, just start us off with regards to not just not just here in this, you know, the, this season of you transitioning to our team, but other instances or situations that, you know, you've been faced with or or people you've trained been faced with with trusting your gut and where it's worked and maybe hasn't worked. Uh, in those seasons.
0: Yeah, I mean starting off with my profession, you know, as a fitness professional and um it's definitely a profession where there is a lot of risk on a weekly basis, on a daily basis and it's something that's uncertain on a weekly basis. Um so there's tons of times where I've had the thought of like is this should, what I should be doing? I have other friends that are working 9 to 5s with salaries and all that and um, continuing education in, in school to get here. Not that I wouldn't, that I haven't continued education in my profession, but in school and, you know, spending all that money and and going on and going on. I'm thinking like, should I be doing that? Um, so just from starting now almost 11 years ago, personal training, I started when I was 18 years old. Um, you can see how old I am now. (laughs) Um, you know, it, it's, it's been a hell of a roller coaster ride up and down, just like how life is in general and so many other aspects. And there have been a lot of times, like I said, that I was very unsure if this is the path I want to go on forever, even though this is my passion, you know, so that's the tricky part where a lot of people get caught up. It's you can follow your passion, but is that the right direction to go? Because that's that might mean you need to do a lot of extra work to continue that. And and you will not have the support that you may think you, you need in that time. Um, So surrounding, you know, my, my parents, they've always supported me, but there was always that nudge of like, hey, you did school. Like maybe you should continue with that or, you know, that so-and-so has this job, so-and-so has this job. Maybe we can get into that. And I've always just said like, ah, uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I love doing this. I love coaching people and seeing and making a change in people's lives. That's always been my goal: is changing someone else's life, even if it's just one person. So I just stuck with it, and that was a. That's not the easiest thing to do, uh, and not and not even trusting my gut, but just knowing that like I love to do this. Why am I going to waste my time doing anything else when I can just build this up for? as many years as possible and and take that shot. Um I don't know if if I'm going along with what you asked, but um just to put it out there like following your passion is way more important to you as an individual than it is to anyone else because you're the only one that matters, you know. As an individual, you should be living the life your own life. You shouldn't be caring I I cross people, especially younger men, um, who just they care so much, especially in this world with social media, they care so much about what other people think. If, if even if it's your parents or anyone that's close to you, you know the, the top five inf, most influential people in your life. Even if they are saying do this, do that. I'm not saying don't take their advice, but if you have this drive and this passion for something, then go for that. Go for that. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Who cares how stupid you look in the beginning? How many mistakes you make? Because failure is not a loss. Failure is just an opportunity to get better and to learn from it. So, and that's what I've learned over the years is that I've failed a lot. Um and I'm still failing to this day. But now I've flipped the switch instead of being down on myself from failing and wasting time and letting time pass, I'm I'm looking at I'm analyzing what I did to fail. And then I'm learning from that and creating a new opportunity to do better, so that it doesn't happen again. So, this goes deep into my profession as a as a trainer, as a fitness professional, of um, you know, waking up the next day, even if I messed up the day before, and just being like, okay, it's a new day. Let's get after it. I mean, that's what life is anyway, right? Life is a fresh start every day you wake up. We're not promised tomorrow. I know a lot of people are living their lives thinking they're going to wake up again tomorrow, but you know that's that's not reality. So you have to live each day, each and every day, like it it is your last. And how are you going to do that? You don't have to do something crazy like, oh well, if today's my last day, I always wanted to climb Mount Everest. I'm just going to fly out there and do it. You know, it's like you just have to chip away. You know, do things you love, surround people surround yourself with people that are going to support you and that love you. And I think that's all that, that you got to simplify it. And that's what really matters.
1: One thing I, one thing I heard you mentioning were, uh, the five most influential people around you. I'm curious if you have even ever thought of this before about how you choose the five most influential people around you, because for myself, I'm unsure as to how, when and how I started doing this, but um, very aware of who they are and intentional at times and through different seasons of who they are. And I bring this up because sometimes I find myself auditing who the five most influential people are in a particular season of life. And just like any human, you know, you'll choose the path of least resistance. And I'll find that I've surrounded myself through a particular season with um, people that are going to tell me what I want to hear. And maybe not one to two people that are that love me, but are willing to tell me what I don't want to hear also uh, through particular seasons. So I'm curious if that's ever been something you've thought about or been intentional about.
0: I think what you said, that's you nailed it. Choice. You know, you have the choice of choosing, but then you bring on uh, people that are going to be harsh and tell you the truth because that's real love. That's real influence. So. Yeah. And what you said about self self auditing, like you have to check yourself in the mirror first before you before you even consider the people that are surrounding you. You have to look in the mirror and ask yourself, who are you? Are you doing the things that you want to do that are going to create the person that you want to become the next day and the next day and the next day? So it's choosing the right people as your top five influential. It's not the people that are going to be like. Hey, man, it's okay. Like, you're going to be fine. It's like, well, no, it, that's not the truth. You're not always going to be fine. It's better to have that person that's going to be next to you and be like, hey, you messed up, but guess what? It's all right. Like, you're going to learn from that, but you really messed up here, man. I'm going to tell you why, you know, and they break it down for you. That's a real person that you want to surround yourself with. A big reason why I bring it up on all the podcasts I'm on, but a big reason why I do these ultra marathons is because it helps me realize who I am, where my character is. And then the people in my crew, who they are, like how they support me, like, and and they're there for me. So the ultra marathon itself is pushing me and it's making me, you know, check myself over and over again. And I have to be very present. But again, I have to be able to go and fight through all these demons. And I, I, I have a lot of time out there in the woods. So it's just like, I'm thinking a lot and a lot. And you realize like, what is most important to you and you have to simplify it and realize like how fragile life is and it's really important to surround yourself with the people that are going to keep your little glass box together like I said it's fragile so you can crack any moment and the moment that you you crack and you shatter a little bit and you let in these people that you know try to just tape it up the tape isn't always going to stay there, but it's the people that are going to like rebuild They'll they'll shatter the whole glass and then they'll rebuild you a new glass shell so that you're now you're in a sealed, you're in a sealed glass on your own. And those people are making sure that it doesn't shatter completely. And if it does, they'll be there again to, you know, rebuild it with you. But the people that just tape it up are just covering up and band-aiding life and just making sure like, oh, it's okay, we'll just put a band-aid on it, you know. So, like you said, first audit yourself and then choose the people that are gonna be real with you and not people that are just gonna comfort you and and you know, give put you on the path of path of least resistance. Mm.
1: That's It's an interesting illustration. <laughs> You're hanging out with me too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with regards to the influential people, um, if it's something that you've never, like, let's say, for example, I'm listening to this and for the first time I'm like, wow, I never actually thought about like the five people that influence me and my thoughts and my moods the most in my life. Um, what would you suggest is a good starting place for me to be able to, to begin that process of auditing and then uh, figuring out, you know, okay, I would I want this person, this person, this person, this person. I don't want my mom. Or I don't want my dad, but there's logical reasoning for it. It's not that you don't want to talk to them. You're just specifically choosing certain friends or family members to be positioned uh, to help you the most.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the audit part, first, I would get a journal and write down all the things you want in life, all your dreams, and then write down what you're doing right now to, on this day of how you're going to get to those dreams. And if you're doing a bunch of things like that aren't getting you closer to those dream goals you have, then you have to audit that and take out anything that is not bringing you there and then add anything that will bring you there. And then when, it like you said about your parents, I know a lot of people, I think the first thing in their mind will be like, well, my mom, my dad, but you have to think, are your mom and dad the people that are like telling you, no, you can't do that. You can't be a fitness professional. You said, you you know, your, your grandfather was a lawyer. you got to go to law school. You got, that's not a person you want in your life. Even if it is your parent, you don't want someone like making you do something that you don't want to do. So think about the people that are just real with you. You know, the, the people that will tell you the truth always, if you're messing up, they're telling you you're messing up. If you're doing great, they're supporting you all the way and they're not jealous or envying you um, envious of you that you're doing better than them. They're the, the person you want around you is always hyping you up. They're a a constant hype man. So consider people, and it might not be the same five people always, like you said, in in the season of your life, you, you might be like, you know, it was great having friendships with these people, but they're not aligning for what I'm doing in my life right now because I'm still going after those dream goals and I'm still adding or subtracting the things that I need to get me there. And I met this other person who's aligning with me. So this is my new person and and these other four people are my new people. So it's just making sure they align with where you're heading and they're pushing you towards that goal.
1: One thing that came to mind while you were talking was just around how the, the, like if we only had... I remember uh, MySpace back in the day. You had like your top (laughs) eight and your top 16. And it was something that you can always change. Like you can always change your top eight. You would go to school and your friend would annoy you. So you'd pull them (laughs) out of your top eight and slide a new friend in who was number nine and now they're number eight. But it's it's really that thought process, right, of the five can change from season to season and it should change from season to season if you're actually growing and progressing forward as a human being. One thing I don't know if like I would necessarily agree with with what you said was having all five be hype men all the time. Because then in my mind, if I had a bunch of hype men following me around, it's just a bunch of yes men or ladies. Right. And it's like, okay, maybe hype men in the sense that like they're in your corner, but not hype men where it's like, you know, through hell or high water, whether you're right or wrong, they're like, you're right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want that. Uh, And I know that that's something I'm very intentional about, like surrounding myself with people who, to your point, they're in your corner with truth and not just, yeah, whatever (laughs) you think is the greatest, like fly that way. I don't don't want that either. No way. Because then, then, you know, as I'm talking now, I'm thinking like those five people are your mirror, like Just as you should look in the mirror every day. uh, And you know, get a sense of like, I'm responsible for what I'm about to do and what I did yesterday. Those five people are your mirror, your outside lens mirror telling you like who you are and whatnot.
0: And you can never blame those people, right? If you're going in a direction and they gave you advice and you took their advice, but then you failed, you can't look at that person and be like, Oh, it's their fault because they told me to No, it was always your fault because it was your responsibility to take that advice and then run with it. So you can't blame them. You can let them, you should be their influential person as well. And you should let them know, hey man, I, I followed your advice, but it didn't work out for me. And here's why. And here's how we both can learn from it. Mm-hmm. You see how we, we do that, like in life, how we can do that. We can flip that switch that easy with failure and, and mistakes. And instead of blaming people, first blame yourself, Take the self, have self-responsibility, and then just learn from it. If everyone did that, this world would be such a better place if everyone failed we and learned from it a lot of things would not reoccur like history repeats itself yeah because people don't learn from it but they don't want to they're ignorant to it
1: or they there are less people in the world taking responsibility for their action mm. yeah and, and it's like always trying to point the finger well I didn't make that decision right or I didn't do that or whatever it may be uh like a, a, and and that's this is going to spur us into a whole nother conversation about limiting beliefs. But I made a post a few days ago about, uh, going through a bunch of consultations with, with, um, a corporate partner that we have and, and four out of five or three out of five of the calls went like this. I don't work out right now. I, you know, I want to work out, but blank, but I'm not a morning person, but I never worked out in my life. And I'm not a workout person, but I have two kids, but I work from home, but I go to work three days a week and I'm home two days a week. So I can't find a rhythm, but, and, and on and on. And on. And with regards to like the five people that you want to surround yourself with, you want to intentionally surround yourself with people that are going to call you out when they hear you say a butt blank and not just call you out in in like a, a demeaning way or, or put you down way, but call you out in a way that's going to sound something along the lines of, but what if you blank, but what would need to be true for you to blank, but why? And not just like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're not a morning person. It's okay. Yeah. Like you could sleep in a little later.
0: Yeah. You know what that just made me think of too, of the people that are around you. It's not so much the words from them, That matter, it's the actions. So it's all those people are constantly showing actions of how they're helping you move forward and vice versa. So that just made me think of like, yeah, you can have all these excuses or you can say you're going to do something, but those words are just words. Let's see you do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. Like if we didn't just, if we just said like start on Monday, you just said, I'm going to do this this week. And the next person said, I'm going to do this. And everyone in that group said they were going to do something. And then you don't speak words for the rest of the week. You just show your actions. Like that's everything. Mm -hmm. Then you could see, all right, well, this person said they were going to do this on Monday. And now it's Friday and they still haven't done it. I don't know if this person should be part of my influential group anymore. Mm -hmm. Because they're showing me that they're not doing what they say.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's it's a very good point. And that's also, I I mean, that speaks to four points that we have with being referable, right? But it also, in my head, I think of integrity and also just not being someone that's throwing jargon and words out there, but someone that is speaking and, and part of an influential group of people because you're genuinely interested in like being held accountable and holding the people around you accountable, which is very interesting. I want to get back to the, to the trusting your gut conversation that we were somewhat starting with. And just, you know, I know before we pressed record here, we were talking a lot about all of the moments that led up to you having to trust your gut to join our team. And our story, Dan and Mike's story with regards to meeting each other and like knowing each other existed in the world started way back in Mm 2010-ish, maybe, like 2010. And it wasn't until 2022 that Dan trusted his gut to join us. And, you know, maybe it took 12 years of building trust in Mike, thereby motives, let's call it, to trust his gut to make the flip. Um, So I just want to, you know, discuss that timeline a little bit and really bring – I want to bring this up because of how we started this conversation today, and that's being in a season of uncertainty or – or being in a season of, I started this diet 30 days ago. I started this fitness program 60 days ago. I've been doing, I've been intermittent fasting for 90 days. I'm unsure if the thing that I set out to do three months ago is actually still working. Am I headed in that direction? It's, and, you know, for you, it was 12 years of something coming to fruition. And uh, I believe that the story, like discussing that story, will help people understand that. The thing that you think you're working on is working on you just as much as you think you're working on it along the timeline, even if you don't see a half a pound reduce on the scale, or even if you don't see the speed of progress that you want with regards to the thing that you're working towards now.
0: Yeah. Like you said, like we can even bring it back. You know, when I was a senior in high school, I would go to Rutgers wrestling meets and uh, they had two, this I guess was... When you were a one twenty five pounder, or maybe one one thirty three pounder, but there was two of you guys, and I remember always looking to my boys like, "Oh, Demarco's wrestling today. Like, let's go! Like, he's always he always puts up a fight." And like from even that time of when you were wrestling, I always looked at you as like, "Dude, this dude like maybe he's not ranked number top ten in the nation, but he works his ass off no matter who's on that mat." And that showed like your integrity and and your just your drive back then, and you didn't even own motives yet. And then uh, a couple of years later, you were, you were, I guess, coming to this building and you were selling some of your old dumbbells and I, I purchased some of them off of you. And that was our exchange, right? It was just like, all right, I didn't even meet you. I I met um, Joey who I was friends with. He just dropped them off in my house. And, uh, it was just like a, maybe we were texting each other like, yeah, I'll buy that. And then we did the deal and, You know, that was just dipping in and you were doing CrossFit and I was, I was doing personal training. I was actually working with your wife who at the time, maybe you guys were dating at the time. Maybe. I don't even think so.
1: Well, she worked at Workout World. Yeah. Now called Jersey Strong in 2013 Mm. and 14. So even before the dumbbell situation. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't even dating. Yep. (laughs) That's
0: crazy. And I was working with her. And I was there for a few years just doing the personal training thing. And and when I was going to move on in school, I went, I went over to OVOX. I stuck with training. Instead of continuing education in, in school, I stuck with training and went to OVOX to try and build a career doing it because I was told that's a possibility there, which it was. And, you know, over the years you were still doing the CrossFit at Motives and I, I saw you guys growing, but it was not something of my interest, but I knew you were successful in what you did and and you you were on the same drive of like following your passion, right? And so, you know, four years after Ovo, uh, I'm at Ovox, I hit the ceiling and I'm starting to notice like, oh, there's not much more I can do to provide more value for my clientele or, you know, provide more value, provide uh, more of an income for myself. So I'm starting to think like, for all these years I had this thought, but I'm really starting to consider, okay, I think I need to start my own thing because that's the only way I'm going to be able to, to just keep growing infinitely. And, um, then I came here to actually see TJ, the physical therapist, because I was training for an ultra and my shin was bothering me. So I came here and Mike was working out. I can remember this day so vividly and Mike was working out and he comes over to me and he's just like, yeah, man, he's just being Mike. Like, you ever consider like training here, and I, I, and I didn't realize like he was moving on from the CrossFit and going into more of what we do now. So like it was, I was kind of confused of like, what is he trying here? Like, what is like I, don't, I, I got it good. There's not no way he's doing something better than what I'm doing now or what I can do on my own. So he kind of planted the seed there, and a few months, more months go by, and. This is after I attempted my first hundred miler. So that was a big awakening in in my mind of who I am. And I'm I'm really starting to dig deep of like, who am I and where am I going in life? And I'm at this point of like, I'm either going to, you know, start my own thing or maybe have to go back to school. I don't know. I don't know. And that's a scary thing when you get older and you're considering like you want to start a family, you want to, you know, you want to just live life how you planned it out. And then Mike DM me, slid in my DMs. And uh, he was like, Hey man, like you still considering that conversation we had a few months ago. And I was like, it couldn't have been more perfect timing. So right there is where it was like, that's weird. Like how did, it's not like he was just thinking of me that whole time. He's just like, oh, I'm." let me reach back out to Dan. I talked to him a few months ago. He's trying to look for another trainer to start what we're doing now. And he knew that he could probably see on my Instagram and everything that I was aligning with uh, the core values here at Motives. And so I I was like, wow, that's really weird. So right there in my gut, I had this feeling of like, this is like meant to be, this has to be meant to be without even thinking of all our past crossings. And then, so I came here, we had a meeting and me and Tommy Nazio went for a run and we had more conversation. And uh, I remember talking to my mom about it and the way that Mike was talking about it was just so, it sounded too good to be true. And my mom was like, are you sure he's not blowing smoke up your ass? Like, are you (laughs) sure? It sounds like too good to be true. And I was like, no, like Mike's a real dude. And like I was saying before about your influential people, like when you know someone's real, they're just going to be straight up. And it might seem fake, but it's it's probably not. So I just made a decision like, you know what? I had a solid schedule at Ovox and I was there for four years. I grew as like one of the top trainers in the gym and learned a lot there. But I just had this feeling of like, you know what? I think I'm going to just jump off the edge and, and try it out. Like I might as well. Because it's either that or I'm starting my own thing. And it's scary to even to go from like some to go from having an income to having zero income and then to grow your own business. That's super hard. And like shout out to everyone out there that does that and all the entrepreneurs, because that is like you have it figured out, man. Anyone out there starting their own thing from zero and quitting their job or whatever, like props to you because you had some balls to do that especially like nowadays where like everyone can flood social media and do that. So that's amazing. But so i saw it as, Hey, instead of starting my own thing, like what we're we're about to do at motives is like starting my own thing, but with a few other people with their own unique mindset towards it and we can grow exponentially. And that's what I decided to do. I left Ovox and that wasn't easy too. it was like breaking up with a, you know, this girl that you thought we were going to marry or something like that, you know? So leaving there was tough, but coming here is one of the best decisions I've ever made. And it was from following my gut and trusting it. And I, it was in February, but I swear it feels like I've been here five years. The relationship I've grown with Mike, Ashley, and Alexa, and, um, and just like everyone that all the members that have come in and out of here, it's, um, it's been a long process and we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs and a lot more ups and a lot more downs. And I see it clear as day now that like the journey we're on is exactly where I want it to be. And if it wasn't for me trusting in myself and following my passion, I would not be here right now. Mm. And, um, you know, the story is definitely to be continued, but it's, it's going in the path that we want to, because we're creating that day by day.
1: Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I hear, even in the, the last part of what you just said, I heard you mention uh, your passion and trusting yourself. And, you know, it's one thing for, for someone to have a passion because I believe everyone in the world has a passion about something. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, ultimately, that was the reason why uh, Motives became the name of our company is because I saw fitness as a vehicle that I was blessed with to be able to help anyone that came in contact with it to find purpose and passion in their life outside of the gym. And fitness was the initial place where they may have experienced that for the first time and then it could trickle out everywhere. Uh, It's one thing to have passion, but it's another thing to be able to leverage that passion. And based on what you were saying, I hear it's a lot of it is in order to leverage your passion and take advantage of it and, and really make it a focal point of your life, you have to trust yourself. And I'm curious, you know, over the years for yourself, like, what would you say were some things that come to mind or things that you inst- still intentionally do to this day that help you earn trust with yourself so that you can continue to like keep your passion as your focus?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And I it has to go with doing hard things. And so when I was younger, I would, you know, I'd go out on the wrestling mat, I would lose a lot, I would get pinned, I would like, I just felt like such a loser sometimes. Um, Even when I was like with friends, like maybe like some of my other friends were like way cooler and they would do some cool things and I'd be like, dude, I can never be like that. And that's a terrible mindset, first of all, you should never tell yourself like, I could never do that. It's like, could you not? Did you try to? Try it. Even though if it was like something stupid, like, but absolutely doing hard things. So I did weightlifting and I remember when I was Olympic weightlifting, like I could not snatch the bar. I have a funny video of me snatching the bar and I had such an ego issue that I threw 135 on the bar because man, I warm up with deadlifts at 135. Let me try and snatch this. And it was the ugliest snatch still got it over my head, but, um, it was hard. And like the discipline of learning how to weightlift and, do that day by day and seeing the progress that definitely built a lot of confidence in myself and then going and like winning a meet or hitting all these PRs that personal records that built a lot of confidence. And then after I got injured from my shoulder doing Olympic weightlifting, I fell into running and I finished my first marathon. Not too far after I started running in July, 2019 I finished my first marathon in February, 2020 Seems like February is a significant month, right? (laughs) Um, February 2020, right before the pandemic, I finished my first marathon and I cried like a baby after finishing that because I know how hard I worked to get there. And that was just like, that's it, man. It's just about working hard and going after it and being consistent. And if you fail, you learn from it and you, you try again, you try again. So I think that was always, and then, you know, I fell into ultra marathons and that's a whole different story, a whole different game. And and that can build tons of confidence because you're out there in the solitude, you're by yourself, you're running. I recommend even running without headphones. So you're just all in your head. and The longer you're in your head, the more conversations you have with yourself, the more you learn about yourself and and start checking off the list of like what you need to do to become the person you want to become. So that you can excel towards your dreams. Um, yeah. So it's just like all of the learning from the past. Like the reasons why I didn't do well in those wrestling matches or, um, I didn't get a starting spot on the varsity soccer team my sophomore, junior is because I didn't put the work in and I didn't see that, like, it's all about chipping away brick by brick and putting the work in and learning from your mistakes that. You find out like you build that confidence and you and you build your character and you build the person that you desire to be. Mm. So now working towards marathons and ultras and weightlifting, whatever it was, I realized like it's just putting in work mm-hmm. and that's how you'll get there. It's the day by day consistency of working after what you want.
1: Sure. Yeah, and and can like when When you consistently show up, regardless of how you feel on that given day, which six out of 10 days of the week, you're not going to feel the greatest, maybe more than that. You trust the fact that if you show up and you're intentional about the time that you're putting in, when you show up, you can trust that whatever you're working at is working on you at the same time, regardless of how good you feel. And if it's a, You leave that as positive or negative on that given day. Just keep trusting the fact that it's it's molding the character into the person that you want to be if you've correctly put yourself in the environments that you need to be in in order to get where you want to go. For example, if you want to learn how to weightlift in that example right, that you used and you didn't know how to do one of the movements on day one, by consistently showing up and trusting that spending 30 minutes to one hour every other day or whatever it was during that season, and you were intentional about focusing on it, whether or not you had a good experience or not, day over day, you trusted that if I show up and I focus on what I'm doing, I'm going to learn this thing. Like I'm going to figure it out. And if I don't, and I feel like garbage on a given day, it's going to mold my character mm. to come back on another day when I'm not feeling so well or feeling crappy. And, I, and you'll remember like, Oh, remember the last time I've progressed since then, even though I feel like garbage today too. And for me, I just, I hear a lot of what you're saying is, um, you know, you have to show up literally like the simplest thing you could do is show up. And if you show up more often than not, like your probability right. of doing the thing or learning the thing or moving the direction you want to go, regardless of how stuck, or if you feel like you're floating will increase dramatically. It's so
0: true. And it's still things that like, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, you know, if I created more content on my YouTube, maybe I would have grown, you know, it's like, you could put that in so many aspects of your life if like, but you also have to like, like it. I think that's important too. Like you have to like what you're doing or it has to make sense to help you. Like not everyone's going to like exercising or working out. But that is something that is going to progress you in life and it's going to help you live longer. So showing up is all you have to do. And especially if you, if you're a member here and you have a coach and you have someone writing your programs, that makes it even easier, more simplified to just show up Mm. and the rest is done for you. Basically, you know, like some, I was talking to my client before when I, when she was asking me like, Oh, what happens when you're like running in the ultras and like, you're going to the aid stations. Like, what do you have to do when you get there? I'm like, oh, I have my crew there for me. So I just need to like show up at the aid station and they feed me, you know, change me, whatever I got to do, whatever they got to do. And I don't have to think. I just have to put one foot in front of the other for however many hours it takes me to reach 100 miles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just showing up step by step. It's like that little 24 to 30 hours of me going 100 miles is literally a metaphor of life of just like each step is just like one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And if I keep moving forward, I'm going to reach that finish line. Now the thing with life, the difference with life is there is no finish line. It's an infinite game. So you just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. But if you look back, you're going to be like, wow, I made it so far. Like if you wanted to make a million dollars in a year and you started at $30,000 in a year and now you're at $60,000, you're going to beat yourself up because you're not at a million dollars yet. You just made $30,000 more in, in per year than you did X amount of years ago. You should pat yourself on the back and be like, look where I'm heading. I'm so much closer to that, mm-hmm. that end goal. And then when you get to the end goal, it's not going to be the end goal because you're going to want $10 million, or whatever it is. So that's like a great example of, of what showing up does and what it creates for your life and the value for your life.
1: Mm. I, uh, was on a podcast recently as a guest and one of the hosts, it was the Airy Bros podcast and, uh, and Rich on there, the host, he said, he was also an ultra guy. And mm-hmm. one line that stuck with me from that was, you don't have to go fast, you just have to go forward. Mm-hmm. And he said that that's like a thing that they use in the ultra world. And with regards to everything that we talked about today, our brains, this is a generalization, but most of us in society, our brains are trained to want everything now in five seconds, in five days, in 10 days, not 10 years, not five years, not in five days. And because we're conditioned to think like that, I believe that a lot of things that we set out to do, we want it fast. Like, how can I get there the quickest? How can I lose 10 pounds the fastest? How can I become a morning person, the quickest, what's the trick. Um, and with all of those things, you don't have to go fast. You just have to move forward. Like you said, one foot in front of the other one day at a time, look at the progress you made from yesterday, from the last minute, from the last hour. And you just keep going forward and you divorce the thought process of like, I gotta get it done faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not even like, gratifying to get there. When it happens faster, like there's, there's certain mountains where you like Mount Washington and New Hampshire, there's a road you can drive up the whole road. All right. And when you get to the top, you're at the peak, you see the same view as the person that started at the trailhead and hiked his way up or her way up to the top. But the way you view that view is very differently. The guy that's probably overweight, just smoked a cigarette, just ate some McDonald's that drove up there, is looking at it, probably not even getting out of his car, just taking pictures like, wow, that's great. And the guy that or the girl that hiked up there gets up there and you just had this whole journey of hiking up there. You put in all that work. When you get up there, you'll probably cry. It'll be an emotional experience because that view is going to mean that much more to you. And that's the difference between taking the fast way or going the the uh, not even the right way. I guess it, it is the right way. You're you're taking one foot in front of the other, and and you're climbing up this mountain to get to this viewpoint. But then you look out in the distance, and there's a bigger mountain, <laughs> and you're like. Well, I want to go climb that one next, uh-huh. and that's the infinite game. It's like there's a bigger one out there. Let's get to that one, and there's no road to drive up that one. So the guy that drove up that one, that's his highest peak of his life, and he's going to drive back down there and stop at McDonald's again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the difference right there. It's it's working towards something, and and that is going to be the ultimate gratification rather than just getting it instantly. Mm. You working towards it, boom. That's that's. Where And then when you do that once, you get that first win or that first, you know, you work towards something and, and you got it, you'll never look back. You'll never look for the easy way again because you know, you know the game now. You know what you need to do.
1: Well, you trust yourself now. Yeah. So it's easier to trust your gut when you trust yourself.
0: Yeah. Boom. It's easier to trust your gut when you trust yourself. A hundred percent. Nice. Wow. Well. <laughs>
1: Well, Dan, I appreciate you got any closing thoughts? Nothing. uh, Just,
0: you know, like like I said in the beginning, if you have a passion, follow it, get after it every day, you know, work towards it and do hard things. You don't have to run 100 miles, but, you know, if waking up early is hard, set your alarm clock five minutes earlier than it was the day before and try that and start there.
1: Mm. Just
0: start. Start at something. Do a hard thing every day. If you can't do it every day and do it once a week. You know, whatever you got to do, but just start and, um, you know, take it one day at a time
1: because you're not promised tomorrow. Awesome. Thank so you, sir. Thank you, much. Good.